Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. To, uh, this is your host, Tony Canyas. And today we're recording episode, I don't know, 225 or so. And I have with me uh, Christian Harris, uh, who's on the other side of the pond and who I connected with on, on LinkedIn uh, because of his passion for, for safety. Uh, Christian, th- thank you for, for joining us today. How's it going? Thanks for having me, Tony. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's evening evening here, as you can maybe tell, because uh, it's a bit darker. Although the, the blue the blue in the background for those watching on video um, is is a dark blue anyway. But yeah, no, it's good. Um, enjoying lockdown life because uh, we're in lockdown here at the moment, <laughs> okay. juggling so, childcare. So those are those are those are two. That that's a phrase that I that I never hear. Enjoying lockdown. Well, I've I've I mean, of course, like look. Uh, it's horrendous what's happening in the world of course um, but um you know i think for me it's been quite good from a few perspectives i've been able to spend more time with my family than i would normally because normally i'd be traveling around here there and everywhere um i think it's given me time to reflect and think about uh my business and my mission in life and you know and all that good stuff and and also i think it's it's kind of the, this this Zoom stuff has really helped in terms of productivity. So I think I I will be much more productive going forward because I will be able to have meetings on Zoom rather than having to travel hours to go and see somebody and you know kind of wasting time. So you know every cloud has a silver lining. I I, I miss the the travel, uh, mm. but yes, it is amazing how effective you can be. I do think there's a place for for the in person once we're all vaccinated. But, uh, but yeah, I have saved a lot of time. I went from flying about 150 flights for each of the last two years to mm. 18 flights last year and two thus far this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did a fair, a fair bit of, not, not anywhere near that much, a fair bit of flying, but a lot of train journeys. I live in London, so we're connected to, the UK is obviously a much smaller place than, than the States, but we're connected from London to pretty much everywhere. Um, but I mean, to give you an idea, I haven't been on a train since last March because we've been very, very cautious, partly because our youngest son has got quite bad asthma. So we've we've just been taking a very, very mm-hmm. um, safe uh, approach to trying to keep the virus away from our household if we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so one advantage of, of being in lockdown is much less risk of, of slip and falls. So what, once we're done with, with lockdown, so, so tell me about, about what, what is slip safety services? Sure. And you're absolutely right. So here uh, in the UK, um, speaking with people like AXA, which is one of the big carriers, you know, their slip and fall, uh, but also motor claims volumes, you know, fell dramatically in, in sort of March, April and, on, and onwards last year, then did recover, but have kind of fallen, fallen back again as well. So yeah, the pandemic has certainly brought some interesting uh, trends around uh, around safety and risk. Um, so, uh, yeah, as you say, uh, Christian Harris is my name and my business is called Slip Safety Services. We're in the safety and risk management business and specifically all around the uh, prevention and defence of the biggest cause of accidents, uh, injuries and, and claims, which is slips and falls. Um we, I've been doing this for about 10 years, uh, although this business is, is three years old. Um, to give you an idea, in the last three years, we've prevented uh, several thousand visits to hospital um, by helping clients to improve their working practices and, and therefore saved you know, th- £30 million pounds or more of, of claims. Um, we're on a mission right now to 
develop our impact and, and really double our impact in 2021. That's our plan. So we're working to uh, to build up some more relationships with some carriers. And I've got a new uh, kind of digital product, which I'm sure we can talk a bit about as well um, as part of the interview. Awesome. So, so um, what, 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 one thing that I think is really interesting. Uh, so you're, you're helping uh, carriers, agencies and companies, uh, brokers, et cetera, uh, help their clients uh, prevent uh, slips and falls. Uh, However, uh, so in the UK, you've got the NHS. So Mm -hmm. I I, I always kind of assumed that uh, injuries from slip and falls were covered with the normal NHS program. So that's not the case. There's there's a liability. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's slightly different here. So um, you guys have your workers' comp system, which is, which mm -hmm. is, as I understand it, is no fault. So in other words, if there's a claim, it just gets paid irrespective of, of of fault whereas here we have employers liability uh, so claims to claims made by members of staff you know often will be paid out and often will be much higher in value than public liability claims but it but just because there's a claim doesn't necessarily mean it will uh, succeed but um, the NHS absolutely um, we have free healthcare at the point of use and actually people slipping over is the biggest single cause of somebody going into uh, what we call A and E, what you would call ER mm-hmm. uh, in, in the UK, as it probably is in the states uh, as well. Um, but uh, so that means a lot of the medical care uh, doesn't get added on to the to the claim. But of course, if you, you know, if you broke your arm or if you broke your wrist or whatever, then you know you are entitled. If if uh, there's been fault by somebody, you are entitled to make a claim, and and that you know that can lead to several thousand pounds of cost the, the average claim cost here would be about ten thousand pounds okay so so a big a big portion of it is is the lost wages basically of, of the infl- okay that 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 makes per- yeah so we sense. don't we don't have kind of um mm-hmm. i think i think um as i understand it speaking with with a number of, of people in in the states um the average uh we have a perception here that because the u.s is very litigious and you get huge huge amounts of really high awards and stuff which actually i don't think is is the reality i think the 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 big claims there would be much bigger than the big claims here because the principle of our legal system is to put you back to the point at which you had the accident um so to give you an idea i i've i've i had a a, an accident and and i ran a personal injury claim Um, i was run over by a vehicle that lost control i was standing on the sidewalk and the vehicle lost control and mounted the curb and and drove into me. So pretty horrendous, you know, uh, sc- a bit of scarring, uh, broken uh, collarbone, broken wrist, various injuries. Um, you know, the my wife works for an American law firm, a corporate lawyer, and she was telling one of her colleagues in LA or something about this accident. And uh, and her colleague said, "Oh well, I'm glad he's okay, but on the plus side, you're going to be millionaires or something or words to that effect." Whereas in the UK. Uh, that 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 was far from the case. You know, we the money I got was it's not not an insignificant amount of money, but it wasn't enough that I was glad that the accident happened. Yeah, the the, the U.S. system is is uh, uh, a, a bit broken <laughs> in, in 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 my in my opinion. Uh, but we're not talking about politics right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so what? So so here in in my experience here here in the U.S. Uh, most of the of the insurance companies have uh, a loss control department. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but uh, labor is expensive, especially skilled labor, right? Uh, getting an engineer out to, to look at, 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 the, at, the, at the workplace that we're insuring uh, to help them prevent losses as much as possible is, is, is uh, very expensive. Um, I, 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 maybe a few of them do have some sort of portal uh, for uh, loss control. I, I, don't, I haven't seen it on the agency side or the brokers. I, I really haven't seen it. Uh, so, so, so what can they do? What, 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 what is it that, that, that you've created that, that, yeah. that can help them? Well, I, th- I think um, I, th- I, see that, I see that there's a few problems around slips and falls. So you know, the, the, the most obvious problem is that it's the biggest cause of, a- of accident in, in the workplace and to members of the public in, in most sectors. And therefore, you know, that, that comes with it a, a big cost. Um, but from a carrier perspective, you know, the, the issue is that these, these losses are really thinly spread. So it's not as if you're going to have, you know, 55 claims in in one particular store or something like that. It's not going to be that way. And therefore, it's quite hard to be uh, hands-on and proactive because the sheer cost of investing in doing it would be would be too large. Um, and, and that stands the same, you know, strangely for the client as well, you know, the insured, because quite often, you know, I'll hear things like, well, that's why I've got insurance or these accidents are inevitable and, and, and words like that. So there's a bit of a perception issue and that's kind of why this problem sort of perpetuates. So uh, here we have, um, you know, risk management, loss, loss control, uh, engineer teams as well. Um, what I tend to find uh, is that both those internal teams, but also external consultants that are brought in, you know, safety and risk consultants, um, by their very nature, they have to be, um like a general practitioner, so a family doctor. So you have to know you have to know about a huge breadth of of things. So if your knowledge has to be a mile wide, it can only ever be an inch deep. What we do conversely is we're an inch wide and a mile deep, and we really go down into the nitty gritty and drill into what exactly is causing uh, these types of accidents. And actually, in my experience, you know, over the last ten years, you can significantly reduce the volume of accidents to give you an idea you know we would typically see a 50 percent or greater reduction in accidents and therefore volumes of claims um, if we're working hands-on with clients and that could be for any number of reasons um, only part of which would be the work we do but a lot of it would be kind of education and, and things like that as well okay 50, yeah 50 percent so that's gigantic and, and he, here in the states uh, the system is set up well in, in one way, which is that, that everybody has skin in the game in, in making it safer, right? Not, not only uh, the carrier loses money on, on, on paying those big claims, but also the, the, uh, the, the, the ultimate insured company, uh, their workers' compensation premium is, is directly tied to, to what's called the, the mod uh, which is based on their prior claims, right? So if you, if you can keep your, your claims down or if, you, or if you're a broker, you can help your, help your, your client keep, keep their claims down, uh, the whole system becomes cheaper to, to, to operate. Everybody is better off. Yeah, exactly. It, it should be a virtuous circle, and, but there's something going wrong in that in the, 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 the chain of that virtuous circle you know, hasn't, hasn't been fully uh, joined up. Um, so I think that's kind of the mission I'm on from the perspective of the insurance world is actually trying to, uh, explain and educate that actually, you know, you can do this, you can make big improvements and it should be in everybody's interest because yeah, the carrier should be able to control their loss ratio. 
uh, they should then be able to price more keenly but maintain their margin. Um, the customer, the insured, therefore, should have a better premium. Um, the, the broker or the agent should have uh, a benefit because they're giving value to the customer. They're going to be a sticky, in a sticky relationship and retain that client for longer. So everybody should win out of this, other than the lawyers, of course, but that's fine. Uh, Here I say in that? the US, that's very fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, deeply necessary. <laughs> Uh, but but I think it's just it's just about kind of changing that attitude um, and, the, and the perception of you know these are inevitable uh, accidents to actually say well no they're not inevitable you know just because a floor is wet doesn't mean it's slippery just because somebody slips doesn't mean they have a claim um, you know you can do stuff about this um, and you know if you do then then there are rewards for for all parties. Okay, so t- tell me about that, about the digital platform. So we, um, we've developed uh, an online um, platform. So if you go back to what I said about the, the, the challenge around the cost of actually proactively having boots on the ground, as you said, labour to go in and look at stuff in individual sites, you know, that's prohibitive. Um, but to make, because this is such a big problem, the only way we can really make a dent in the issue is by doing something at scale. So therefore that lends itself well to doing something digitally. So what we've developed basically is a, is a portal. It's called the Safer Portal, and um, it includes a lot of education around why is this a problem, uh, the fact that it isn't, it shouldn't be a vicious circle, it should be a virtuous circle. All the stuff we've been talking about. Uh, it then goes through a framework of some principles and some areas of how you can actually stop slips from happening, so prevent accidents from happening in the workplace. Uh, and then, I guess importantly we give people really practical, implementable things to go and do in their business. So we're not just doing kind of fluffy training, which lots of people do. We're actually benefiting from our years of experience to say, look, here's, let's set the scene. Here's what you need to know, but then go do this, 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 and this. Uh, And then that in our experience will lead to safer environments, uh, fewer accidents, and and therefore affect the the volume of claims coming in. Uh, But also, because we're doing all of that through an online portal, we're tracking it all uh, digitally in the cloud, you know, that produces a, a wealth of information when it comes to defensibility as well. So, you know, if you're uh, able, you know, you do all of this stuff, um, but actually you do have an accident and a claim, well, actually you can go uh, to the judge and say, well, look, we've actually done this, 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 and this. And that um, is, you know, demonstrating that you're taking it seriously and you've gone over that threshold of what's reasonable and, and, and so on. Yeah, you're, you're much more likely to, 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 to have a, a judge or a jury here in the States yeah. uh, come down with, with a not horrible verdict, right? They're more, much more likely for, for, for them to come back with uh, just medical bills as opposed to medical bills and a giant penalty yeah. uh, on, on top of it. Absolutely makes sense. Exactly. Uh, and if, if you yeah. think, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a carrier um, and, and you can you know, I know I was talking about reducing accidents by 50%, you know, that's not, that's not going to be happening from this necessarily. Uh, but even if you could, in, you know, reduce accidents across your whole book by 5%, and you could incre- increase the defensibility by another 5%, that's massive, you know, that is mm-hmm. tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars of, of saving. So is it is it really designed for uh for the big carriers or is it uh scalable in such, uh, like the, the pricing especially is it scalable in such a way that it makes sense for a small carrier or even for a broker 
Yeah. So um, to be honest, um, I'm, I'm probably selling this too cheap, uh, but, but the the because I'm 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 not really looking at this as a, as something to to monetize as such, um, because actually what I want and what I'm passionate about is trying to solve this problem, and I just see this as a way of doing that. So uh, to give you an idea, um, we're we're talking to some MGAs here in the UK, and because they've got smaller books, you know. We're looking at, you know, let's say £10,000 a year for access to this and they can give it to as many clients as they want, which is the equivalent of one claim. Um, obviously, if we're talking to, you know, one of the big, yeah, one of the big carriers and they've got a lot more customers, then, of course, that requires more investment because we've got a lot more stuff to do. Um, but again, we're, we're, we're only talking, you know, a handful of, of claims for the cost of this. So uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's very, very reasonably priced, I, I think, in terms of investment. So you're running this almost like a non-profit. I don't know if that's the same word in, in, in the UK, right? Not necessarily an organization that, that doesn't make profit, but but that that is kind of doing it for, for a social rather yeah, than just a business I mean, purpose. Kind of, yeah, because so, you know, cards on the table in the UK, you know, we, we make our money by going that extra yard and going above and beyond. So, you know, if we if we can educate, 10,000 clients and put them through the portal uh you know a proportion of those are going to say well look we've done this we've taken these steps we can see we've moved from a, a three out of 10 to a five out of 10 but actually we're now really inspired by this we want to get to a 10 out of 10 can you come and help us and then we would that's where we would actually make some money off the back end because that's where we're adding the most uh, tangible and concrete value um in terms of delivering results Okay, so at this point, you don't yet have that service in the U.S. We don't know. We do have we do have uh, some companies that we know that kind of can do similar oh, things. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So I, I am super curious how, and and I get this question all the time myself. Like like, how did you end up becoming passionate about insurance and insurance careers? So uh, on your side, how did you end up becoming passionate about slips and falls? <laughs> it's a it's a good question. I think. Um, For me, um, I was in business consultancy before, so I was working with banks and private equity companies, um, advising them on, you know, should they buy this company or should they take this portfolio company into this market or not, uh, which was great. And I learned a lot. And lots of my friends are, are lawyers uh, or accountants. My wife's a lawyer, so I've got nothing against uh, that world. But I kind of wanted to do something that was a bit more altruistic or, or was doing some good in the world. Um, and I, it was a random thing how I came across this issue, but the more I kind of started looking into it, um, the more it just really got me excited because it's such a big problem. And actually, you know, yes, uh, we've been talking a lot about saving money for clients and saving money for carriers and doing all this stuff financially, but fundamentally, you know, this is the biggest cause of people going to hospital. Um, and so, you know, if, if we can do something, that stops that from happening in such a way, then that's, that's got to be a good thing uh, to do it in life. And so I think, you know, that, that really drives me on the experience I had of, of doing, uh, of having an accident and having something bad happen that wasn't my fault, you know, that, that spurs me on too. And I saw that insurance piece from a claimant perspective as well, uh, albeit my, that was quite straightforward because obviously the fault wasn't in question or anything like that, but So you add all these things together and um, and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating world to be in. I think uh, it's also great to be 
trying to change the the hearts and the minds of some of these big companies who are fairly set in their ways. But you know, I, I think it can be done, and that's that's the mission I'm on. Uh, love it, absolutely love it, and, and especially. Uh... Not only I love that you've decided to be scalable and, and uh, that I, I like the, the an inch uh, wide and a mile deep metaphor because that, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and I wish that there were, there were more tools. And if there are, if you're listening and you run a tool or a company that, that does something like, you know, in another aspect of insurance, but, but again, that, that, that you can license to, to the carriers and help them acquire a skill or acquire a... Uh, a uh, fountain of knowledge uh, that, that they didn't have before in a way that they can spread it to, to, their, to their clients. Uh, reach out. I'd love to have you on the podcast. This is, this is great. And yeah. also, I, I think that it really illustrates how uh, what I tell kids all the time, and by kids, I mean anybody younger than me. I'm 38 at this point. Oh, same age as me. Oh, awesome. Uh, as, as they're thinking. You look, you look uh, much younger than me, though. So that's... <laughs> no kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that's that's the secret. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so anyway, as, as I chat with young professionals looking for careers within the insurance industry or who have just fallen into insurance, I'm always telling them there is a career here for everybody. Uh, eventually, play around enough. Eventually, you'll find something that you become passionate about. Hmm. And so it is very interesting to run into people that have uh, found areas of the industry that I I personally would have thought that as a former underwriter, like I never get a second, gave a second thought to, to, to no. And uh, yeah, that, that's, but it's, it's <laughs> like, you know, if you don't know of something, then, mm-hmm. then you don't know. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think that's, you know, that's again, another challenge that, that I face, but also that the industry faces because we are stuck in our ways. Um, so there's a lot of, in, there's a lot of innovation going on. There's a lot of tech, um, you know, out there in all sorts of facets of, of, the, of the market. Um, but actually, the, the, the difficulty for a supplier is, you know, you can have a relationship with one person in a carrier who's quite senior and might be the right person, but actually it doesn't necessarily cascade down and, and you've got to get that momentum behind it. So I think that's why I'm really passionate about podcasting and, and, and also I'm very active on LinkedIn and that's how we connected, you know, just try and get that message out there that actually there's, there's a, there's a different way. There's a better way, um, you know, try and do things differently. You're, you're absolutely right. Insurance companies have this strong tendency to, to stick to what they've always done. Right. And, and on my side of the pond, uh, the, the, the youngest insurance company in the top 10 uh, is 90 years old. And yeah. we have several that are, that are 175 years old, right? The, the, the oldest insurance company in the U S is older than the country. Uh, you guys have Lloyd's, which yeah. is like 330 years old, something crazy yeah. like that. Uh, so, so I'm sure it's only worse on your side since you've been doing it for, for longer. Uh, and I, I think that, that not only that's how we've always done it, but with the assumption of, oh, it's too expensive, right? I, I, can't, I, I can't sit a person at, at, at every location uh, to keep an eye and make sure nothing happens. I, I can't send an engineer to every location uh, so I, I love the, the, uh, applying technology and, and sometimes we're talking sensors. Other times it could be something as, as, as just yeah. education in the right place and time. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the um, particularly as the market's hardening and or is hard and is getting even, even harder, um, you know, there's an opportunity to reinvest if, if carriers want to do that and trying to be better and trying to um, 
I mean, AXA, we, we work with AXA and they have a, an expression of um, moving from payer to partner, which I really like, because I think actually that, you know, you should be a, as a, both as a, as a carrier, but also, you know, as a broker, trying to have a long-term partnership with, with the client. And you should, uh, in theory, be aligned in, in what you want, you know, so um, working in, together and, and coming up with ideas and concepts. And, and I think, you know, sometimes um, what I see, because I bridge the gap between kind of corporate clients and, and the insurance world is that, you know, there's a lot of knowledge on both sides that isn't very well shared often, um, even to the extent of things like risk management bursaries. You know, I go and do presentations to 100. Well, I, I used to go and do presentations to 100 uh, health and safety directors in a room. And you'd, you'd say, right, hands up, who's heard of a risk management bursary? And you'd be lucky to get five of them. Um, so, you know, there's a huge amount of good stuff that happens. But I think people, the communication and the bridges between the two sides needs to be uh, to be improved. Um, and I think that well, that also includes, you know, questioning. And uh, so, you know, from a, from a carrier perspective, you know, don't just assume that your, uh, your customer has everything under control and is doing everything as well as they could, you know, question, probe, try and help them to improve because that should be to everybody's interest. I love that perspective of moving from, from payer to partner. I, I think that, that it, it's the right thing to do. And not only that, but, but in some lines of business like auto, the more that we move towards self-driving vehicles, uh, there'll be less accidents, right? Ultimately. And, and we really have to find uh, a, a the, the broader use of her skill, which ultimately comes down to risk management, not just paying claims, not just financing the claims. Yeah. Uh, and I think I would go a step further. I mean, I know I talk about being in risk management, but I think we should be in uh, risk mitigation, not risk management. So, you know, a lot of what I see uh, from, from, um, from, you know, uh, insurers, but also brokers, I think brokers are fairly guilty of this is, you know, oh, but we want to do some risk management. Let's do a claims defensibility review. Well, actually, that's too late. You know, if you're if you're if you're focusing on claims defensibility, that person's already been hurt. If, if we're talking about casualty, mm. um, or that property's already been damaged, or whatever it might be, um, you know, try and prevent stuff from happening. Don't manage that risk because you can man. You know, you're, you're managing the risk. It, to me, is you know, we've had a we've had a claim. Let's manage it to try to 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 keep the cost as low as possible. Let's try and mitigate the risk and try and stop it from happening. Um, you can't stop every accident. We know that, but you know you can make it take a big chunk of those accidents away in loads of these areas. You know, uh, manual handling, um, any anything. You know, hit by hit by objects, motor. You know, telematics and stuff. There's there's some great solutions out there, uh, but you just need to be a bit more enlightened about looking at prevention rather than uh, dealing with 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 claims. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Uh, Christian, thank you very much for, for, for your time today. Uh, I know that it's, it's like almost 10 p.m. over, over in your side. Uh, so I really appreciate you, you coming on. Uh, I, will, I will tag you on LinkedIn. Uh, so for the, for the listeners, uh, if, if uh, this was interesting and, and you want to start a, conver- a conversation, uh, I'll, I'll tag uh, his uh, LinkedIn profile and uh, the, the company's website. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll just give you the address yeah, for the perfect. for the por- for the portal, uh, which is um, thesaferportal.com. So fairly straightforward, and that'll give you the details of, of that that portal offering, which you know may well be of interest to, to some of your listeners. And uh, there's a link on there to, uh, to to book in and have a Zoom a chat with me.
um, if, if that's of interest. And yeah, do give us a follow on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm posting on there all the time. So uh, there's always something of interest, hopefully. Fantastic. The, the Safer Portal, and uh, that doesn't have any uh, weird spellings. Uh, it's no, no. Per- the... per- perfectly American friendly. Exactly. Uh... It is. There's, no, there's no Zs or Ss or anything. No, it's the, the as in the. Uh, safer as in safer and portal as in portal. Uh, and even I've even done .com, so uh, you know there's no there's no funny funny endings of websites as well. Perfect. Th- th- thank you very much for joining today. Thanks, Tony.